Welcome to the third episode of Inside the Stands Sports Podcast. In this week's edition, we will look back at the games from the conference championships and look ahead to the first 10 picks and the NFL draft. I'm Owen Willis, as always, joined by Dylan Wobblem. This is Inside the Stands Sports Podcast. Hello, Dylan. What's up, Owen? How's it going? Good. Had uh, some great times on the slopes last night. Catch some uh, powder. Yeah, I, I, it was, it was, that was fun. We went skiing last night. Your friend's birthday. Shout out to Sven. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Sven. Happy birthday. I uh, hope you have a great day. All right, well, let's get into the recaps from the conference championships. Um, let's start off with the Bucks and Packers in the NFC. Um, it, kind of an upset, um, but definitely Tom Brady's performance made me change my mind on who's going to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, well, yeah, I know. Uh, Tom Brady has taken out uh, 17 franchises out of the playoffs. Um, he, The Packers, he made one of his victims. Um for the first but, time, right? Yeah, for the first time. Uh, he, he never played the Packers before in the playoffs. He never played Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. And uh, Aaron Rodgers couldn't complete the, the MVP season he's having, but um, the, in the defense just couldn't stop Brady through three touchdowns and his in the chance at his seventh Super Bowl. Um, Jair Alexander is a free agent coming up, so they got to make sure they re-sign him because he's a vital part of this uh, defense. He had two picks last night on four targets, or not last night, whatever, last week. Um, so Jair Alexander is huge, but yeah, Brady, uh, Brady and Rogers both have great, great first halves, uh, but kind of slowed down in the second half. Um, Brady did throw two interceptions. He did. He did. Yeah. Both to Jair Alexander. Um, yeah. But... So that just proves that, uh, one, the Packers need to get him back in two that the Packers often should have kind of built off those yeah. interceptions, yep, yep, yep. uh, that they didn't. And then, uh, the semi-controversial pass interference call. Um, yeah, yeah, that was that was tough. I, I thought it was pass interference, but I mean the yeah. refs were letting him play. All I, game. I thought it was pass interference too. He was just grabbing his jersey, but yeah, yeah, yep, yep. All right, and then in the AFC we had the Chiefs and Bills. I I uh, got this one right um, because Patrick Mahomes played. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a big factor. He threw for three hundred twenty-five yards and three touchdowns. Uh, battle of the quarterback, and Patrick Mahomes won this one. Yeah, uh, the Chiefs pulled it out. Pulled it out. Um, I thought last week we. Kind of, we kind of uh, were gonna say that if Patrick Mahomes played, um, I we thought they, the the Chiefs would have a good chance, and he did, and they did, they they won. Yeah, just going um, back but, to the QB, going back to the QB matchup, like I said, uh, Patrick Mahomes threw for three hundred twenty five yards and three touchdowns, and Josh Allen threw for two hundred eighty seven yards and two touchdowns, but also threw for an interception. So. Yeah, yeah, the, it was the interception that really mattered, and it really just ended the momentum that the Bills were going. And I thought. After they recovered that onside kick at the end of the game, um, that there was gonna it was gonna be a lot closer, um, but then the Chiefs just the Chiefs just pulled it out and Travis Kelsey just played amazing. It looked like the best tight end in the history of the game, um, and I actually got that pick incorrect. I we thought that if if Patrick Mahomes played, um, the Chiefs were gonna win, but I I thought Patrick Mahomes played through that. Uh, t- he was he was a bit injured and he played through it, and I thought that was tough. So it'll be interesting. Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl. Yeah, he was also cleared since Thursday, so he had a couple of days to kind of right, right. Yeah, he practiced with the off. He practiced with the first team offense for a couple of days, which is good. So, 
Yeah, which definitely helped. That, yeah. that was a different yep, take. Yep, yep. uh, but definitely the Bills are a team to watch out for, and so are the Packers next year. Yep, definitely. Great season from both of them. Nothing to yeah. be ashamed of. Josh Allen and um, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and that offense is probably going to control the AFC East um, at least for the next couple yep. years. I agree, um, I agree. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing those two teams play next year, but also looking forward – to seeing uh, the uh, the Chiefs and the Bucks in the Super Bowl uh, two weeks from now. All righty, Dylan. Uh, let's get into uh, looking ahead to the first ten picks in the twenty twenty one NFL Draft. the The first pick uh, belongs to the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, who obviously need a quarterback, um, and that quarterback. I think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence as he is the best quarterback in this class. He's the obvious pick. There's no way they go with anyone else in this situation. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is one of the best QB prospects anyone's seen. Uh, Joe Burrow is very good, but him and Lawrence are so, so ridiculously um, good out of college that there's nothing else you can do. And obviously, it's Trevor Lawrence. I don't even know what else we have to say. So I think we can just move on. Yep. Let's move on to the second pick, which is the New York Jets. And so this is interesting because the Jets drafted Sam Darnold a couple of years ago. But, of course, that really hasn't worked out that much uh, with injuries and just not <laughs> playing that well. Uh, he doesn't have the most <clears throat> star-studded offense, but definitely a spot where the Jets could pick um, – either stick with Sam Darnold and pick an offensive lineman or a, a weapon, um, or they could just totally start over, start fresh um, with a new quarterback. Uh, what do you think they'll do? I think I think it's the latter. I think um, they're definitely going to pick a new quarterback. And I think – I'm a fan of Sam Darnold. I think he can start new somewhere else. Um, I think the Jets can trade him or just drop him off in a free agency. I think he'll he, – I think – at some point in his career, he's going to start again. Um, that's just my input. I think he was really good at a college. I think he'll, he'll improve. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about who they're drafting. I think it's going to be Justin Fields. I know people are uh, starting to think that Je- that Zach Wilson um, could go ahead of Justin Fields um, to the Jets. I, I really like Justin Fields. I enjoy watching him. And I think uh, him w- winning a college semi-playoff uh, final uh, against – Against a very good team uh, was 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 very promising and something that Zach Wilson hasn't done. And I know Zach Wilson led BYU to the top fifteen uh, for the first time ever after losing uh, after losing one game. Um, yeah. I think it's just I think it's Justin Fields. Um, I, I I think that it's either it's either Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, but I think it's Justin Fields. Yeah, we're gonna talk about a lot about quarterbacks in this uh, segment today, um, as this is a very stacked uh, quarterback class. And uh, with other uh, quarterbacks requesting trades, which we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, so the New York Jets, I think I agree with you. I think they do take a quarterback um, in this situation. I think they need to stop uh, trying to make uh, Sam Darnold work. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, and then the third pick uh, belongs to the Miami Dolphins. And I, I have something to say, I guess. Well, I have something to say about the Miami Dolphins situation is I've seen things about them discussing trading for Deshaun Watson, which I really don't like. They haven't even had Tua on the field for a whole year. 
um, who they took at the four spot uh, last year. So it kind of it's kind of like there's no reason to pick a quarterback or trade for a quarterback when you have someone like Tua. So I do think they need in one way Tua can excel is to pick someone like Devontae Smith, uh, who is the Heisman winner, who is an outstanding wide receiver. Um, to give him weapons, uh, I don't want to say this, but almost to make Tua look like a better quarterback. And I think Tua, Tua has a lot of potential, and I think one way that they uh, kind of get that potential is to uh, draft someone like Devontae Smith, um, who's really good. Yep, uh, I agree. I think they I – I do not think they should take a quarterback at all. I like Tua. Um, I think he, once, once he developed into the offense, he didn't get a preseason. He didn't get – um, training. He didn't. He got some training camp, but not all of it. Um, so I think they need they need to keep keep two around. Um, at least until they see what he's really made out of. I think they can trade down here because I know uh the Falcons who are, who are at the next pick aren't going to draft a wide receiver. They have Calvin Ridley and Julio, and then they the Bengals I don't think are going to draft a wide receiver. Um, so go they have they have at least two picks where they can trade down to. Um, so I think they trade down and they can still draft whoever they want to at a wide receiver. Or they could pick Penny Sewell, who is the best uh, offensive lineman in this class. You can compare him to Mackay Becton last year. Um, just, say he's just more raw. He's nine, He's twenty years old. Um, he's he's just so crazy. He just needs he's to be coached six, up six, a bit. He's six six three hundred thirty pounds. Sorry, and he's so athletic. Yeah, he's six six three hundred thirty pounds, and he's so athletic. Um, I think the Dolphins need to protect Tua, but I think uh, they trade down or draft a wide receiver like Devontae Smith because. Uh, Devonte Parker is their number one threat, number one threat right now, and um, he's just not generating enough separation that they need him to. He's a, he's a, more of a jump ball type, and they need uh, a receiver who can win, uh, who can get separation from the line. That's some that's something that Devonte Smith can do, and they he would reunite with Tua because uh, they both played at Alabama. But I think yeah. I think they go wide receiver or trade down. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, and the fourth pick, uh, like you said, is Atlanta. Um, this is another spot um, where they need to pick a quarterback. My, Matt Ryan getting a little bit old. Uh, they don't really have an, uh, another name, uh, a backup, um, like some teams may have. Um, but I think it's either Zach Wilson, uh, Zach Wilson here, um, just because I feel like this team uh, in the Atlanta Falcons can be a very good team in this in the NFL. Um, if they're able to, there's a couple little spots where they need to tweak and then just to make them that really good team because they had a lot of potential, uh, potential wins, uh, this year, uh, that they were gave, they gave up like that on that Greg Zerline watermelon onside kick. Yep. They should not have lost that game. They lost no. the bears. They just lost so many leads. Yeah. Yeah. They just, it, it, and I think one way that they need, um, to improve that is a quarterback who's consistent, um, in the second half, um, not giving up leads, and that's someone like Zach Wilson. Yeah, uh, Zach Wilson took a BYU team that really wasn't great and turned them around um, and brought him into the top ten. I agree. I think if if the, for some if the Jets do take just Zach Wilson, I think would be a fine pick. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so mad about it. Um, then then the Falcons would uh, Justin Fields, but it, whoever whoever's available, I think the the best QB available, I think the Falcons got to take, and I think that's Zach Wilson in my mock draft. Um, Zach Wilson. Can be compared to Patrick Mahomes in his uh, his playmaking ability uh, outside the pocket and extending plays. I know he's not he's not really as good as Patrick Mahomes right now, and I don't know if he will, ever will be. Um, don't call me on that. But 
Uh, I think Zach Wilson uh, goes number four. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I agree with you there. All right, and then the fifth pick belongs to the Cincinnati Bengals, who last year had the first pick, and they took Joe Burrow, who's worked out very well for them, uh, who was injured at the end of the season. Um, but they need to keep a franchise quarterback like uh, Joe Burrow protected, and one way they do that is by drafting Panay Sowell, uh, the big man, uh, like we were talking about a little bit, but he's just really a beast. Um, he he's going to really improve that O line and and improve that uh, Cincinnati offense. Yep, I agree. I think they definitely need to go offensive line here. They need to they need to keep uh, Burrow healthy. But if for some reason the uh, it, I think if 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 he's available, it's an automatic pick. Uh, uh, Penesuel is on the Bengals, but if he's not available, if the Dolphins or Jets take him. Um, they could look to a less raw, old, a little bit older, less athletic offensive lineman, Rashawn Slater, who played really well at Northwestern, um, or Elijah Vera Tuck- Tucker from USC. Um, both of them can play guard or tackle, just like Suell. Um, but I think they got to go Suell. But I-, I remember we were talking about this before, and uh, Kyle Pitts is available at five. We, I, I think we could see the Bengals going with Kyle Pitts. He's a great playmaker. He can play inside or outside. Um, but I think Panay Suell is – I know you're really high on Kyle Pitts uh, yourself, but I think Panay Suell's the pick if he's available. Yeah, and also just uh, a note on Kyle Pitts. He's he, he's not just a tight end. You're not – when if you, dress, if you draft Kyle Pitts, you're not just getting a tight end. You're getting a wide receiver as well and yep, a good block. Yep. I agree. There's, I agree. there's so much, but I think I – think this is the obvious pick. Uh, I think that the number one, the obvious pick for number one is Trevor Lawrence, and the obvious pick for number five is uh, Panay Sowell. So yes, uh, uh, the sixth pick it belongs to the almost playoff bound uh, Philadelphia Eagles, which is kind of funny to think about. Um, and they their quarterback situation. Uh, kind of hasn't really been sturdy for a couple of years, really, since they won the Super Bowl, uh, because Nick Foles was the one who kind of rode him through the playoffs, not Carson Wentz. Yep. And uh, even though Carson Wentz was MVP uh, caliber a couple of years ago, uh, not anymore. And last year, he was not that good. And so they were decided to put Jalen Hurts in, and that worked out for them. And then they took him, and then they took Jalen Hurts out again. So it's kind of confusing, but I think they need to stick with Jalen Hurts. And I think they need to improve Jalen Hurts. And one way they do that is by drafting a wide receiver in someone like Jamar Chase or maybe even Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I agree. I think they got to stick with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts had half a season, to, less than half a season to play. He beat the Saints, who were a playoff team. He should have beat the football team, which was a playoff team. They had, He had lots of games where he, where he, he, he was controlling the game. Um, I agree. I think they need to go wide receiver. I think – if they pick Devon, uh, if they pick if Devon is available, which I don't think he will be unless uh, the the Dolphins uh, trade down. But if he's available, they they pick him. Uh, him and Jalen Waddle are similar players. Um, they would they would uh, go alongside very well with Alshon Jeffrey, who's one, who's a big man uh, and can go up for jump balls. And uh, J- Jalen Waddle and Devon they're both uh, separators. But if if uh, he's not available, they could go with Jamar Chase and they have. Uh, Really good Jamar Chase and Ashton Jeffrey combo, who are both big men that can run and go up for balls. But I think either of them, either of them are good picks. I think they've seen a wide receiver because they've they failed in a couple wide receiver picks in the past with JJ Arcega Whiteside, uh, 
but ahead of AJ Brown, um, DK Metcalf. But I think they need. I think if they can pick Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase uh, or Jalen Waddle, they'll be good. Yeah. So a lot of options there at six. Um, but at seven, uh, you have the Detroit Lions who need a quarterback. Period. Nothing else we really need to say about that. Um, Detroit Lions. I'm telling you now. Pick the best available quarterback. Do not trade up to pick a Mitchell Trubisky. Do not mess this up. Yep. Um, I'm not a Lions fan. Um, I'm not a Bears fan. <laughs> uh, but when the Bears traded up and passed on uh, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, uh, that did not work out for them. Um, and so they just – I think they need to trade – I mean, not trade – well, necessarily they could trade up. Um, but I think wherever they're drafting, draft the best available quarterback, um, which could be Trey Lance – um, but I, they, I, they just need a quarterback. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Yep. I agree. Um, they, de- they definitely need a quarterback and, uh, I mean, we, we're going to talk about it later, but Matthew Stafford had a heck of a career, but, uh, he got wasted at least for, for the, for the part with the lions. And, um, he, and we talk about it later, but Trey Lance, uh, I think, I think he'll be available. Um, if Zach Wilson or Justin Fields is somehow available, I think they just take the best overall quarterback. Like you said, um, Trey Lance uh, probably will fall because most teams uh, aren't prepared to take a FCS quarterback. Even though the North Dakota State really was amazing, they won the championship. They won the FCS championship when Trey Lance was there, um, but he only got to play one season in the FCS in the in the in college. Um, so that's a bit of a, a t- kind of a warning. But um, I think Trey Lance is a remarkable athlete. Um, he can throw the ball. Um, Carson Wentz came out of North Dakota State, so that was that's crazy. But um, no, uh, system. Yep. Um, and I think uh, I think it the prop the also problem with the Lions is they don't have much money, and they can't. And both uh, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are both going to become free agency, and they have they don't have enough money to resign both of them. So I think we got to go Trey Lance. Um, but if he's not available for some reason, they they got to get a wide receiver with which which is the third receiver available, which is uh, Jalen Waller, Jamar Chase. Yeah, so I think, yeah, just Detroit picked the best available quarterback. Um, that's how I feel. Um, and then eight uh, belongs to a Carolina team that really, they had a confusing season. Um, they definitely, they have someone like Christian McCaffrey who was injured all year, um, but they have a good wide receiving, wide receiving core in Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. Um and so they and they'll have Christian McCaffrey coming back. Uh, so I think they do need a quarterback. But if they, um, I think, I don't think any of the Jamar, uh, Jamar Chase, or I mean not Jamar Chase, sorry, Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson. I don't know if any of them will be there. So I think they might have to go out, uh, go after someone like Matthew Stafford or Deshaun Watson, who are gonna get traded. Um, this offseason. Um, but if they don't decide to go for a quarterback, I think Kyle Pitts is the answer because he's a tight end, wide receiver, offensive lineman, 6'6", 240-pound beast who can do anything and everything. Yep. Yeah, I know. You're, you're high on you're, – you're high on um... – I, I don't know. I like him. I like him. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I think the, the pan- this pick is probably the most flexible pick in the draft this year. Yeah, they can trade up. They can trade down. 
Uh, if they trade up, they go for a quarterback, um, one of the top four quarterbacks. They they could trade with the Falcon. I mean the uh, Dolphins. Um, but they could also trade down and and go for Kyle Pitts because uh, the Broncos, Cowboys, Giants, Niners, Chargers all aren't going to be looking for a tight end. So they could trade any of those picks um, and still be able to pull Kyle Kyle Pitts. Um, or they could pick Kyle Pitts where they are. Um, or they could pick a cornerback because they need a cornerback bad, uh, which is Patrick Sertan, which is more of a press man guy. I don't know if he's a number one corner, but he's he's definitely a really good number two corner, and he could he could develop in a number one corner. Um, and then Caleb Farley is is the other cornerback uh, available in this this top 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 draft. Um, and I think both of them are both of them are uh, are legitimate options. But I think if they don't trade down, they go uh, cornerback. Um, but they gotta get they gotta get a quarterback somehow. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do with this pick. Yeah, and then uh, the ninth pick is the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos. I mean, they have Drew Locke. I mean, he's he's not that much. They picked uh, Jerry Judy uh, last year, so nothing too much. That's a slow developing team. Yeah. Um, well, I, like I said earlier, I, I said to Owen earlier, but I think the Broncos might be one of the, the best. He might, they might be the best young offense in the league with all those wide receivers and quarterbacks, and they both have Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. But um, I think, yeah. What were you saying? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. No, it's it's fine. That's a that's a really good point. But um, definitely the defense defense wins championships. Um, but someone like Mika, or I think Mike, Mike, Micah, Micah Parsons, Micah, Micah Parsons. That might you always need a good leader and a linebacker, and if they have a young offense, uh, might as well start with a young defense and move your way up as a unit. <laughs> yep, I agree. Um, Micah Parsons can come off the edge, um, uh, or you can or can cover you can co- cover the pass, um, and you can run stuff. You can do everything. And the Broncos have Von Miller and um, Bradley Chubb, but Von Miller is dealing with some off the field issues. Um, and even if he, if even if the Broncos do re-sign Von Miller, um, they can always use a third edge guy, and he can he can even uh, line up on the outside on a pass rush. So I think if if they don't go if they don't go Micah Parsons, they could go Quiddy Payne, which is another edge another edge rusher. Um, he can play inside. He's big. Um, so I think they need to go front of the defense, but they could even go corner as well. They need a solid corner after letting Akeem lead go. Um, but. They could go uh, Patrick Sertan, like we talked about at eight, um, was the press man guy, or Caleb Farley. I think it could go whoever's available. They got to go with, but I think someone on defense, which is either uh, the front seven or a corner. Yeah, and then uh, to round up the top ten, um, the Cowboys, who another team that was almost playoff bound in the NFC yeah. East. Um, like I mean, we just discussed um, the Broncos being probably the best young offense, um, but also talk about the, the Cowboys' young offense. Um, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, C.D. Lamb, uh, yep. all, all really good players who are going to develop um, in their career. Um, but they definitely need uh, to <laughs> get something on defense. And they start uh, – I think they start that with corner. Uh, Patrick Certain, um, he is just – he – He's a very good corner from Alabama. Been talked about a lot already. Uh, we have talked about him. Um, but, yeah, that the Dallas' season just kind of went downfall. They were in a shootout. Uh, shootouts in every game. 
And then Dak Prescott went down, and then they couldn't afford shootouts. Yep. So it, it was, was a crazy season. Yeah. Yeah, but, I agree. I think I think the Cowboys could go defense. They they could go any of those top guys. They could go linebacker, um, in uh, whoever's available. I think pretty much they they could go with the corners, uh, Sertan and Farley. Um, they could go. They could go really Micah Parsons if he's available. Um, Quiddy Payne if he's available, but I think they also need to look at offensive line. Um, we talked about Rashawn Slater earlier, how he's kind of just the a guy that you can have a safe floor with. Um, he he might be one of the most uh right current current talent wise right now might 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 be one of the best players in the draft. Um, in, in current talent, not not the raw stuff that Penesuel has, but um, I think because after uh Zach Martin got hurt. Um, the, the offensive line really just didn't, couldn't, couldn't uh, afford or could just let everybody hit Andy Dalton, which got him hurt, and then they had to go to their third string quarterback. So um, I think Ben DiNucci. Yeah, Ben DiNucci. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I think they need they could do offensive line or defense. They really have they really have some flexibility here uh, to round out the top ten. Yeah. Okay, now we're getting into our big news portion of the show. We got some NFL news, MLB news, uh, NHL news, and we even got some soccer, um, Bungless League. I think that's how you say it, um, uh, news today. So we got a variety. I want to start off uh, with the NFL news, Dylan. Sure, yeah. So we talked about it uh, during our draft process, but – Matthew Stafford is requesting a trade out of Detroit, and the Lions' new head coach is actually is letting him walk, and going to try to find him a a home before the the draft and the before the season, the, or during the draft, or yeah, or during the draft. If they want to trade during the draft. Um, uh, and I think that's that's crazy. Uh, Matthew Stafford has played it for the Lions his whole career. He's been amazing. He's had some huge moments with Megatron. Um. He played with Reggie Bush for a little bit. Um, what yeah. do you think about that? What do you think about Matthew? I mean, I feel like I, I agree. I think Matthew Stafford deserves to be a playoff contending team again. Yep. Um, I agree. Or for the first time. Uh, and so I think it's good that he gets the uh, chance to try somewhere new. And uh, someone else who requested a trade is Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, we I've, a lot of uh, people have seen that clip of – uh, J.J. Watt walking off the field after the last game, uh, telling Deshaun that, uh, like, I'm sorry, uh, we wasted one of your years. And that really, you know, that really means something to Deshaun and that re- and J.J. Um, and so Deshaun uh, asking for a trade opens up a lot. Uh, like we said, the Panthers, um, maybe even the Patriots. I mean, you never know. But, 49ers, uh, yeah. There's a lot of teams that, that need a quarterback, and uh, there's a couple of really good ones out. Matthew and Stafford. Deshaun Watson is still young, um, unlike Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Matthew Stafford's 32, but Drew Brees made his career in the 30s. That's how he got into the he's, – he's, he leads in stats, my favorite player ever. But um, that's yeah. – Matthew Stafford has a lot of time left to prove his career. And Deshaun Watson, some people are asking for, like, th- like three first-round picks over the next two years, which is just crazy high uh, draft picks that yeah. you're giving up for a quarterback um, and one pick and one player. Um, but I think yeah. it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens before the draft. Uh, let's just move on to the MLB news. Um, so before spring training, uh, the Blue Jays are making a push um, to take over that really 
he did AL AL's East um, with the Yankees, Red Sox, Rays that went to the uh, World Series. Um, and Blue Jays are not going for it. Um, but they signed one of the best center fielders in baseball, former World Series uh, champ uh, George Springer. Um, and they signed some other uh, AL West stars, uh, Marcus Simeon, uh, reported deal. Uh, they they re-signed Robbie Ray, which is a big addition to their pitching staff. Um, so I think they're really – and they, they played well last year. They made the, they made the postseason. Um, they got a bunch of young young talent with Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette. Uh, they, got a, they got a good uh, young team. Um, so I think that will be interesting to see how that plays out in that heated AL East. Yeah, and they just today signed uh, Stephen Matz. They um, trade. They traded for Stephen. Oh, Matt. they traded for Stephen Matz. Sorry, yeah. um, but another um, uh, starting pitching addition. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, coming from a Red Sox fan, um, I mean, the Blue Jays have kind of always kind of hung around, not really doing too much, but always been a little bit of a challenge. And I think the Yankees are still the best team in that division. Um, because of how many play, how many big name players they have, but I think for the long run, uh, the Blue Jays are definitely someone uh, someone to look out for. Yeah. Another note um, on that, real quick, the AL West is getting a bit weaker. Um, with the Astros really losing a lot of their players, the A's losing some players. They, their A's are still good. The Astros are still good, but it's just interesting. We'll see how the MLB season plays out in the, any other uh, offseason moves. Trevor Bauer still hasn't signed. Yeah, um, and regardless, the Mariners are still going to be bad. They're still, um, well, maybe not. We got it. Uh, okay. Okay. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. What else we got? What else we got? <laughs> All right, so um, in NBA news, Bradley Beal really playing fantastic. Uh, maybe not like a signing news or a um, trade news, but still, I think we need to make a point on this. Bradley Beal um, with 47 points in a losing effort last night. Um, it's just I mean, what are you supposed to do in this situation if you're Bradley Beal? Yeah, like, he, they got Russell Westbrook, but he's really struggling. And, um, like, Bradley Beal's doing all he can to win. Um, I just We'll see how that goes. Bradley Beal's putting up MVP-type numbers, at least in the, c- the past couple weeks. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that uh, transforms. Um, but let's, let's move on to some other news. Yeah, uh, so we got some NHL news. Um, David Pasternak, the Bruins star offensive player, uh, after hip surgery, is looking to come back on Saturday, uh, which will be really good for the Bruins, who have um, just, I think, they're struggling in regulation. They've won a couple games in overtime and a couple games in a shootout um, already in this early season, but I really think uh, David Pasternak will help them. Um, And to just put on that first line with Brad Marchand, who's really having a fantastic year so far. Um, And then the Dallas Stars, who had their – uh, their season delayed um, because of COVID, had their first game this week, uh, which is good. Just good news. The only team that was really having too much trouble with COVID was the Dallas Stars. So seeing them being able to get on the ice is really good. And then uh, kind of the biggest hockey news, uh, Jimmy Howard, a longtime Detroit Red Wing, um, retires. Um, it's it's not uh, – he's kind of really just been like a slow – like teacher um to the coming uh Detroit goalies as he's kind of just filled in a lot um for a Detroit team that's not very good um but Jimmy Howard retires so Jimmy Howard really great career everyone knows him everyone loves him uh yeah and then to round out our big news uh portion uh soccer news which is first time we're doing this 
Uh, Robert Lewandowski of Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga um, is on pace to score 43 goals um, in a season, which will be a league record. Uh, the record right now is 40, uh, held by Gerd Miller. Um, Lewandowski was the FIFA Player of the Year last year, um, just so he's building off of that, really becoming a world-renowned superstar um, for the German team, Bayern Munich. Uh, we'll just have to keep track of that, see if he breaks the record, because that would be really outstanding. He already has 12 goals in eight games, and that's soccer. So you're not scoring a lot of goals um, necessarily. Um one, two goals a game. So um, just to be I already have 12 and eight games is really mind blowing and fantastic. And we'll just have to keep uh, an eye on him, uh, see if he breaks the record, because that will be uh, outstanding. Uh, anything? I think that was our last piece of news. Yeah, Andrew, I just want to say one more thing. Uh, David Coley is now going to coach the Houston Texans. Um, he, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a pretty big news uh, after the whole – um, Bill O'Brien thing fiasco, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Texans can do. Uh, we'll see. D- Deshaun Watson requested a trade, uh, and now David Coley. We'll see what we'll, we'll see what he does with the Texans. But and, I think that's the big news. Or what else you want to say? Yeah, and just want to make one point. Just if you guys don't know who David Coley is, last year he served as the wide receivers coach on the Ravens coaching staff. Wide wide receivers, and now he's in, now he's a the head now coach the head of the coach. Texans, a friend Not- an NFL franchise. That's 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 a jump. So <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. have to see how that works out. Yep. All right. Well, that does it for our big news portion of the show. Uh, thank you. That does it for this week's edition of Inside the Stands Sports Podcast. I'm Owen Willis alongside Dylan Wablam. Thank you and see you next week.